You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA of Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you for listening. Thank you for worshiping with us. Hello, welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast. This is your scripture and message for Sunday, August 13th. And I do say welcome back because I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus here for the last couple of weeks. There has not been an Alter Echo podcast in the regular sense, um, as we have welcomed our interim pastor, Eric Lesher, to St. John's Lutheran Church. Um, We have been slowly kind of uh, introducing him to some of the various aspects of St. John's Ministries. And our podcast, um, he has now been introduced to. And um, with his arrival at St. John's, uh, he has preached for us a few weeks in a row. So um, it's my turn this week. Uh, And so I'm excited to be back with you, both with preaching on Sunday morning in worship at both services, 8.15 and 10 o'clock through the month of August, but also to be back in um, the Alter Echo podcast. So... Um, Thank you for coming back and for tuning back in to listen, and we do uh, plan to bring you a Alter Echo message podcast here um, each week for the coming weeks ahead. So this is uh, the gospel reading for, um, for August 13th is in the book of Matthew chapter 14 verses 22 through 33. If you have a Bible, you can pause the podcast and open up your Bible and read along with me as we hear the word of the Lord. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while Jesus dismissed the crowds. And after Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking toward the disciples on the sea. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered Jesus, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when Peter noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so I would be um, willing to imagine that this is a pretty familiar story, uh, the story of Jesus walking on the water to most of our listeners. Uh, And so I want to take maybe a little bit of a different bent on this story. 
I think often the sermon that we hear about Jesus walking on the water is how we can step out of the boat in faith and trust in Jesus. And we should, and we do, and all that is very good and true and helpful in our faith. But I want to talk today instead about fear and its relationship to faith. I don't know how many times I have seen slogans or t-shirts or other sort of um, merchandise that has the phrase faith over fear. It's not a bad phrase. Faith is great and faith is always greater than our fear. But I think the underlying message of faith over fear is that they cannot exist together, that there is no relationship between the two and that because of faith, there is no room for fear in our lives. I want to challenge us to think differently today, and faithfully so, about the relationship that does exist between faith and fear. First, I want to start by um, introducing us to just the um, mental-emotional concept of fear in our lives. Fear is one of the six core emotions that we experience as people, and psychological research has shown this time and time again. During the original stay-at-home time of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, back in March, April, May-ish of 2020, um, my son was three years old. No, he was not. He was two. He was two years old. Pardon me there. <laughs> Math. Uh, and um, so during that time, he did not have school. My son was too young for online learning, and I am really grateful for that. But what I decided to do in an attempt to do something productive with our stay-at-home time and teach him something um, very advanced techniques here, so take notes, everyone. I let him watch the Pixar movie Inside Out that came out in probably like 2017 or 2018. It's not a new movie. The basic concept of Inside Out, if you're not familiar, is about looking in a cartoon movie at the internal life of a preteen named Riley, who at the time was 11 or 12 years old. And looking at her internal life, Pixar cleverly embodied each of the six core emotions um, and talked about their function in our lives and how they work together for the purpose of keeping us as healthy, balanced individuals. One of the six core emotions is fear. Now, the movie Inside Out, I am convinced to this day, and you know, could be very wrong, but I'm pretty convinced that the movie Inside Out was for teaching parents as much as it was for teaching kids. So I would commend it to all of you, whether or not you have little kids in your household. The purpose of fear Inside Out teaches us is that in the presence of danger or safety, we are alerted, so to speak. In other words, fear is our cue that we are 
in the presence of danger, or at least its potential, fear's job is to lead us back to safety and to maybe help us refrain from doing certain things in order to avoid danger and unsafety. I thought this was really helpful to think about the healthy function and purpose of fear (laughs) because many people, adults especially, seem to have an adverse reaction to experiencing fear. Rather than be afraid, we adults try to avoid fear or we try to immediately fix what is ever happening that caused us to be afraid. But fear is not only important, it's actually healthy for us. Which means that fear does not have to be avoided at all costs. I think there is a sort of stigma around fear as one of the core six emotions. When I was in seminary, I had a colleague in a pastoral care class who offered the idea that fear is actually not an adult emotion. That in his experience, adults are not allowed to be afraid. We may learn, if his theory is true, by example, that fear is not allowed at a certain point in our lives. And so we instead try to avoid being afraid We try to stifle our fear, or we employ other, probably less healthy, tactics to just straight up numb our fear. But here's the thing. There's a lot more complexity to the experience of fear than just being scared. Fear actually includes these experiences. Fear includes confusion. Fear includes bewilderment. Fear includes rejection, being discouraged, feeling helpless, insignificant. Fear includes being submissive, inadequate, or insecure. Fear includes embarrassment, anxiety, and overwhelm. All of these are within the scope of what's possible and what we experience when we talk about the larger category of fear. So today, when we come to our gospel reading, we hear Jesus say, do not be afraid to Peter and the disciples when they see him walking on the water. And these are common words for Jesus. This phrase, do not fear, is actually probably the most common or maybe just one of the most common encouragements and reminders and assurances that we get from Jesus in the Bible. Now, there are a couple of different ways to hear these words from Jesus, and because we read them and we don't get to hear them firsthand, it's possible that we can interpret it in a couple of very different ways. When Jesus says, do not be afraid, we might hear a condescending and shaming tone, a little bit of a judgmental disdain that's disappointed with us or incredulous that you could ever possibly be afraid that sounds like this. Do not be afraid. But maybe knowing that Jesus is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and often brings a lot more comfort and peace than judgment into our lives. Maybe when we hear do not be afraid in the Bible, 
we should imagine more of the tone of a parent comforting their distressed child in the middle of the night that sounds much more like this. Do not be afraid. I am here with you. How do we hear these words from Jesus? To not be afraid when we are the ones, when you are the one who is experiencing fear in this life. When we hear a more comforting, reassuring Jesus than a judgmental, harsh, or disappointed Jesus, perhaps it's possible that we can re-examine the relationship between faith and fear and find a healthier function between the two. Faith, we see, in this story with Jesus and Peter and the water and the wind and the great storm. Faith does not prevent or rule out the possibility of ever being afraid. Hear this, children of God. You are not somehow weak in faith when you are afraid. Faith has a different function in relationship to fear. Faith is not meant to be preventative of fear, but instead I think faith is the most grounding response to fear and the best assurance of our true security. In the gospel, we see that Peter's faith calls him to step out of the boat to do something that makes no sense logically or safely. He walks on water. His faith in Jesus does not magically orchestrate the ideal conditions. His faith does not calm the waves or the wind. There's a storm raging all around Peter and even gets stronger and more tenuous when he steps out of the boat and onto the water. And so when Peter notices the strong wind, he becomes afraid and rightly so. This is not a safe situation. And he starts to sink. Jesus' presence on the water with Peter does not prevent Peter's fear. Nor does Jesus' presence automatically make Peter's walk simple or comfortable. But Jesus responds to Peter's fear when he does start to sink by immediately reaching out to him without missing a beat. Jesus reaches out to Peter and pulls him up from the sinking water and assumes, or excuse me, assures Peter that he has a pathway back to safety. Again, fear is always a response to the presence or possibility of danger. Fear's job is to keep you safe. And you know who else wants to keep you safe? Jesus does. Jesus also seeks safety and comfort and the assurance of peace for us. So then, that means that fear is not a signal that our faith is weak or failing or lacking somehow. It is not a grounds to feel bad or inadequate about ourselves. Fear, rather, might actually be a reminder that we need Jesus after all. Fear might just become our cue that we have been trying too hard to manage everything on our own and that we actually do need Jesus' help and strength. Because storms do and will rage in our lives. We cannot prevent them or avoid them completely. There will be times 
when the winds are blowing too strong and the waves are too rocky and the storms seem completely overwhelming and we will be afraid. You will be afraid. But when you are afraid, do not become discouraged. Do not lose heart. Hang on. Peter could never have walked on water, not even one step without Jesus, and neither can we. But like Peter, we cannot face the storms of our life without Jesus' presence to reassure and guide us toward safety. So let me encourage you with these words today. When you are afraid, yes, when, it does not mean that you have failed in faith. When you are afraid, Imagine Jesus reaching out to you, a hand outstretched with a strong and mighty arm, immediately and without hesitation, offering you a steady, calm, confident hand that will hold you up and raise you up, even when it feels like you're sinking fast and there is no hope for safety regained. Jesus comes to us consistently and continually, not eliminating the possibility of storms, whatever storms you might face, but promising to be out on the water with us, promising to walk across even the most tenuous and tumultuous situations, holding us fast and ready to reach out his hand as soon as our fear starts to take hold. Let us trust that Jesus will always, always be there to help us, to guide us, and bring us back to safety because we live in a world that is full of unsafety and full of the possibility of danger. What Jesus does is perhaps even better He promises that even when danger surrounds us in the storms of life, he will always be there to reach out to us and lead us home. Thanks be to God, my friends, for this gift of faith and for these words of eternal life in the promise and in the face of fear. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again, anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us, out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now in support of this podcast and of the work and ministry of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat that for you. S J L C L dot org. Up toward the top right, you will see a button that says Give. Click on Give and follow the simple instructions to give your offering. And on behalf of the whole congregation, let me say thank you for giving in support of these ministries. And now, receive a blessing from Kate Bowler from her book, The Lives We Actually Have. This is a blessing called for this ordinary day. Lord, here I am. How strange it is that some days feel like hurricanes and others like glassy seas and others like nothing much at all. Today is a cosmic shrug. My day planner says rather conveniently 
that I will not need you, cry out for you, reach for you. Ordinarily, I might not think of you at all. Except, if you don't mind, let me notice you. Show up in all the small necessities and everyday graces. God, be bread, be water, be laundry, be the coffee cup in my hands and the reason to calm down in traffic. Be the gentler tone in my insistence today that people pick up after themselves for once. Be the reason I feel loved when I catch my own reflection or feel my own self-loathing fluttering in my stomach. Calm my mind, lift my spirit, make this dumb, ordinary day my prayer of thanks. Amen, and peace be with you, my friends.